Hi, my name is Tommaso, your student host for the My First Year Story podcast. Here, I'll be sitting down with people who have the answers to your college questions and who can help give me advice as a University of Connecticut student by telling their own first year stories during our conversations. Today, we are welcoming Dr. Linda Pelletier and Donna McNeil from the American Sign Language Program, also known as ASL. Linda serves as a faculty member, coordinator, instructor, and major advisor for the program, where she advises students like Donna. Donna is currently a senior, double majoring in cellular and molecular biology and ASL, as well as being the president of UConn's ASL club. Their knowledge and experience of the program leave us with much to discuss this episode. Linda and Donna, we're so glad to have you here and to talk about your experience with us at UConn. Would you please introduce yourselves to our listeners, your name, pronouns, hometown, and an answer to the question, if you had to eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? Why don't we start with you, Donna? Um, Hi, my name's Donna. Uh, She, her, hers. I grew up in Southington, Connecticut, but I moved to Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, And then if I had to eat one meal every day... Mm, probably just pasta. Classic. A, lot of pasta. a classic answer, of course. You could do it up. What's your favorite way to eat pasta? Oh. <laughs> Shrimp scampi. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. With yep. garlic and stuff. Oh, Delish. Yeah. And how about you, Linda? Uh, Linda Pelletier, she or hers. I uh, grew up not too far from here in Woodstock, Connecticut. Um, my favorite meal would be a salad. Yum. Any salad, especially salad that I don't make, is lovely. <laughs> Delish. <laughs> Awesome. Let's dive right in and start talking about your experiences. Linda, how did you hear about UConn, and what about the university made you choose to work here? Um, Well, UConn has always been in my backyard, having grown up not too far away from here. Um, And my opportunities here had evolved over the years. Initially, I was a student, a doctoral student here at UConn, and then it evolved into where I was offered uh, an opportunity to teach as adjunct with one course, and then it followed by a second, and then a third, and then ultimately led to my current position now, and the, the major, the ASL studies major. Yeah, so very progressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very so it kind of so. it evolved. fall in your lap. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> Amazing. And Donna, what initially drew you to UConn, and how would you describe your undergraduate experience so far? Um, so... Similarly, I grew up right nearby, so UConn was always kind of, you know... Your backyard. In, in my backyard, yeah. So um, it was always an option, and what really kind of made the decision between the few schools that I was looking at after I got accepted um, was the ASL program. What um did, what was it like being an in-state student and then moving down to Virginia? That commutes a little bit further, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I take the train a lot. Yeah, and would you like to talk more about your undergrad experience in the ASL program, how it's different from the MCB? Oh, yeah, it's extremely different. Um, The environment that you're in is very different, especially because of all our our classes are super small, so you really get to know both the students in your classes and also the professors, so it's a lot different than the, you know, 100, 200, 300 class student lecture halls. I like the smaller intimate settings better. And Linda, tell us about your undergrad experience. What was that like? And how do you see students' experience differ today than from your own? Well, I went to Eastern Connecticut State University for my undergrad, um, not too far from here, as we all know, a much smaller program. And, you know, I'm always astonished at the opportunities that are available here at this institution, the programs, the clubs. Um, It's quite remarkable to see how students are engaged in all these opportunities and the advantages and the opportunities that they take Um, with them as part of their experience at at UConn. So for me, the striking difference is, um, from my personal experience as an undergrad, 
to hear to, to, to students um, at this university is the leadership, such as Donna's initiative in creating this FYE program that we're now teaching, her leadership and initiative um, in establishing a special interest housing. Um, that is quite remarkable to me, uh, as seeing the um, level of leadership um, and um, commitment, kind of that UConn pride that you see just kind of shine with the students here at UConn. Yeah, that has really been um, one of the overarching themes of this season is mm. opportunity. Um, we've talked to so many different majors, so many different people across the board, and the amount of opportunity does not seem to lack from program to program. It is immense. Um, and speaking of opportunities, Donna, what was your first year experience like, and how did you change and grow as a person during that year? Um, my first year experience was amazing. I... So I lived in a living learning community. I lived in Whimsy, um, which is Women in Math, Science, and Engineering. And it was just such a great community, and I got to meet so many amazing people. Um, and it really helped my transition into college in terms of really being on my own and being able to decide for myself how to balance my life, how to figure out school, you know, classes versus clubs and socializing and when to do my homework and right. everything like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, the LCs are such a great opportunity because it kind of takes away that um, fear of not knowing what people are interested in and you all now live together with the same interests, yeah. um, which is great. And what connections did you make um, and skills did you develop in your first year which helped take your leap to add ASL to your studies? Because you didn't come in as an ASL major. Um, so I didn't technically come in as an ASL major because it wasn't offered yet. Yeah. Um, I did come in intending to be an ASL minor. Um, so it was a really great experience to take those classes. I took ASL 1 my first semester here. Um, so it was really, really fun to dive right in. And um, you really just get full immersion as soon as you get into those classes because they are deaf professors. And so it's basically voices off. Um, so like you don't use your voice, right. you're like going straight into it. Like any other, um, second language yeah. course. Um, and let's dive in into that ASL, um, major. Describe your own, um, ASL journey, Linda, and where did it begin? What sparked you to learn ASL in the first place? And what challenges did you face in the journey? Um, so for me, I was very fortunate to have parents who are deaf, both of whom are deaf. So I have been signing all of my life using American Sign Language, um, within my own family and the community. Uh, and again, I've, I've always felt incredibly blessed and very fortunate to have that opportunity. Um, I often consider it a, a gift. Um, it has provided me um, some opportunities that I'm extremely grateful for. And to be connected to the core community, the core deaf community in this way, has been really a blessing. Um, so that's been my journey. Um, that's my story. Um, I'm, you know, for those of us who have parents who are deaf, we define, we call ourselves CODAs, children of deaf adults. Um, and so, what was the second part of your question? The second challenges, right? Yes. Um, challenges. I think, uh, what does it mean to... See, for me, it wasn't so much language learning. It was more about um, having family members who are deaf um, and what that means to be in a society that doesn't fully understand or appreciate um, people who are deaf, um, the language, the culture. So growing up, I think those were probably the biggest challenges for me. Um, was trying to um, uh, navigate in a world that didn't have that understanding or that appreciation, um, marginalized and oppressed people who are deaf, uh, witnessing, um, you know, hurtful things um, about people who are very near and dear to me, people that I care an awful lot about. Um, so th the challenge wasn't 
about learning language or about, um, it, it was more about being within a society that was not always understanding of people who are deaf. Right, um, especially growing up in exactly. um, the deaf yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us more, as someone who's definitely engrossed in the ASL major, um, what what it's really about and how UConn got it started? Um, well, the, the start really was with uh, Diane Leo Martin, distinguished professor in the Department of Linguistic. She actually um, was instrumental in uh, including the first ASL class here at UConn, boy, more than 20 years ago. And that was taught by Doreen Simons, who is still part of our faculty here all these years. It's been wonderful having her part of this program. Um, And then it just grew. It started with one ASL class, and students were highly interested in having more opportunities in learning ASL. So then it evolved to more sections, to more levels, and then it included deaf study courses. And then that was part of my evolution. As I mentioned to you earlier, students were interested in learning more about the interpreting process. So we included one in di- one uh, interpreting classes, and that evolved to ultimately four interpreting classes. And then we reached a point where we had uh, enough courses yeah, in linguistics, yeah, in deaf studies and ASL that could support a major. And that's pretty amazing to have a program grow from a minor program to. Mm. To see Absolutely. this carried out, so do yeah. you feel do you feel that success? I, well, you know, it's really driven by the students. They are truly interested in learning about the language, about the about the people who yeah. use the language. Um, so it, it it really has been motivated um, by the students here at UConn. And UConn is really good at filling in those gaps that the yeah. students are looking for. If sure. there's a call to be answered, mm-hmm. UConn seems to mm-hmm. to answer it. And Donna, considering how recent the ASL major is, were you nervous about being one of the first to join the programs? What feelings did you experience when entering the coursework? So I was actually extremely excited um, when we heard that it was going to become a major because I was um, planning on minoring in ASL, but when I learned that I could major in something that I had fallen so in love with. It was just so exciting. Right. Yeah. It's just was right there for you. Exactly. And so now question for both of you guys. What is it like knowing UConn is the first college in Connecticut to offer ASL as a major? And what sort of changes would you like to see when it comes to ASL recognition and education in colleges and universities? Anyone want to start? Uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, certainly. <laughs> I hope others will follow suit for sure. I mean, there are definitely institutions in the state that offer ASL courses, and hopefully they'll have an opportunity to expand in the same way that we have as well, so that students can enjoy the same opportunities as the students um, have here. Um, you know, we hope to continue furthering, uh, expanding our opportunities and coursework programs um, in any way we possibly can. Um, so that students can reap those benefits. Right. Donna, have anything to add? Um, definitely just seeing it become more, uh, I don't know, widespread thing, something that anyone where I've heard so many times people being like, oh my gosh, I really, like, I've heard about ASL and I've always been interested in it, but I don't know how to learn it. I don't know how to start. And so having it offered at more colleges and more, like, places would be just awesome. Right, especially because there is this, um, taboo is not the right word, but um, there's not a lot of knowledge of the general public, like you mentioned, the society of deaf culture and ASL, even though it is pretty widespread in the United States. Mm. um, So for that to kind of be introduced to students, I think is a really great thing. And kind of segueing, Linda, you're teaching philosophy. Can you give us some examples of how it shows up in the classroom and beyond? You mentioned being um, a child of deaf parents and stuff like that. I, I 
always hope to inspire students to um, love what they're learning, to provide them, um, you know, a, a curriculum that inspires them to want to, to know more, to explore, to reach out further, um, to make them engaged in being closer to the community, to the deaf community, to the language, um, to help them better understand the value and the benefit of, of what this language has to all of us and the community of users as well. Yeah, also to add to that, um, one part that I know I love about your classes is um, one of them I took, we had to do observation hours. And so we had to, you know, go to an event that was interpreted um, and just observe and really pay attention to the interpreting process. And it was an amazing real life opportunity that, you know, I don't know that I would have been pushed to do other outside of the class. Right. It's a lot of real world experience mm. I'm hearing. Um, and Donna, what challenges did you f have to navigate starting this ASL program? And was there anyone who supported you during this experience? Uh, yeah. So I, I've known about ASL for my entire life. Um, my mom uh, works with kids with special needs. And so she knew some words. And so when I was a baby, she taught me like mom, dad, food, that type of stuff. And I took a class at the American School for the Deaf um, in West Hartford when I was in high school. So coming to college, I was like, oh, you know, like ASL 1, it's not going to be that bad. Like I'm going to go into it and it'll be perfectly fine. I know some ASL already. It'll be great. And I got in and I got through probably about like the first two or three weeks. And then I was like, oh, wait, this There's is so really hard. More. This yeah. is so much harder than I thought. And so um, in ASL classes, we have this amazing thing called instructional assistants, um, which are basically undergraduate students that are there to support um, the students and the professors and kind of create a link between the two. And so my instructional assistant, Danielle, was absolutely amazing. She was fully involved in the program vice president of the ASL club at the time and um she I went to her office hours Monday Wednesday Friday morning and we just practiced and practiced and practiced and she really really helped me good yeah it seems um this is another thing that seems across the board at UConn is that all these TAs and undergraduate assistants are there for support and that's another theme that not only opportunity but support keeps coming up throughout all of this and for both of you um what are some complex problems you talk about in your asl classes and your activities in asl club um how do you unpack some of the barriers people who are deaf or hard of hearing experience in our modern institution and culture especially as hearing people yeah um so one of the amazing things about our classes especially our deaf culture classes is that they are all taught by deaf professors and so we get invaluable um expertise from them they tell about their life experiences and um really having open conversations and asking questions and having like sometimes a very serious dialogue sometimes a very you know funny dialogue, yeah. um, but really just talking to the professors about their experiences. And I have to say also that I feel incredibly fortunate to work with colleagues who have that shared experience, um, something that they can impart to the students, because it is truly an, a valuable experience. Um, so challenges for me, because I teach the interpreting classes, um, the uh, process of interpreting is incredibly challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's something that I hope the students 
appreciate and understand how complex um, it is to mediate between the two languages. Of course. Um, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. No, go ahead. Um, I was just going to ask, um, where do you see the LSL program going in five years? In five years. Um, well, uh, well, hopefully we continue to expand and grow. Um, I hope that we have uh, greater opportunities to connect with the community outside of UConn, with the deaf community that um, can provide some input and some insight as to, you know, the future direction for UConn. Um, uh, to have them more involved and partake. I hope to have a greater presence of not just deaf s staff and faculty, but students as well, to have a greater presence and representation of those who are deaf, hard of hearing, or deafblind here at this institution. That would be lovely to see um, a change for our future program. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I know you're graduating soon, but what do you hope to um, sort of leave this program and then if you were to ever come back to see where it is going? Yeah, so um, one thing that was actually able to get started um, kind of within my time here, almost like not, but uh, starting next fall, we are going to have a uh, residential floor in alumni for deaf, hard of hearing, and ASL students. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, it got pushed back a little bit because of COVID, yeah. unfortunately, so I will be graduated <laughs> before it really happens, but I really hope to see that flourishing and really being a place where deaf and hard of hearing students especially can call home and like be accepted and you know have a form of communication that is really just open to them completely. Yeah, because there is such there's such a sense of community among deaf people. So to create a home for that at UConn sounds pretty amazing. Would it function as like an LC? Um, so it's different than learning communities. Um, it is a special interest housing community. Gotcha. Um, and they have like their certain differences. But the one main thing that we were looking at when deciding what we wanted to go for specifically was um, living learning communities are generally for first year students and, you know, sometimes second and third when they're getting into leadership positions. Um and that was amazing. I lived in one. It was a wonderful experience, but we really wanted to be able to have all levels of ASL, all grades, everyone living together, and more of like just a place where they can live and enjoy each other's presence. And if I can add, this is especially important, um, especially as we hope to have students who are deaf themselves, um, a, a place where they can communicate freely without um, the challenges that some, sometimes they can experience with communication barriers, um, that they feel that there is a place here at UConn for them to communicate with others who are using American Sign Language and learning ASL, um, and that they are certainly, you know, hopefully it gives them a place that they feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And um, some final questions for you guys. Um, first, what would you like to tell students who are considering becoming ASL majors from both the faculty <laughs> side and student side? Um. Okay, from my side, I would say it never hurts to take a couple classes and dip your toe in, see if you enjoy it, um, and, you know, just try it out. And if you like it, go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. There's such a community that will support you. There's so many people. Um, like, the one thing that I have found with ASL is really community and friendship. Um, like, some of my absolute closest friends are, I met through ASL, so it's really just an amazing experience. 
Um, and if you're interested in it even a little bit, I would say definitely go for it. Try it out. <laughs> mm. And, you know, you had mentioned, Donna, earlier about Danielle. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought about how um, beneficial it is for students who pursue a certain degree, if it's outside of ASL studies, how incredibly beneficial it is to minor or even take one or two classes, whether it's in the ASL, uh, ASL class or if it's deaf studies class, um, how hugely beneficial that is to um, you know, for their future careers, whatever that may be. So like, you know, in Daniel's case, speech, hearing, language sciences, to have that level of um, knowledge of uh, ASL and about the deaf community, um, it's really um, a gift for the deaf community. Yeah. That they can share that. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. I think also like asking students who are majoring in it or who are minoring in it, like about their experience from what I've, you know, seen and talked to people we are so excited to talk about it and so ready. So like just coming up and approaching someone that maybe you've never met is really scary, but just know that if you're like, hey, I'm interested in that, we're like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. Let me tell you all or about stop, it. Or just stop by ASL club if you're not ready exactly. to get interested in some courses. Yeah, you don't need to know any ASL at all to mm -hmm. come to our meetings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so now some of our, these are questions we ask all of our guests. Um, thinking more big picture, what do you think the purpose of college is? For me, it's about education, but not in the strictly traditional sense. I would say that in all aspects of life, you learn about yourself, you learn about the world and how you fit into that world. Um, and also, like, there are so many opportunities to learn so many different things here, not just academics, which are obviously amazing and so important, um, but also different clubs and activities. And just, I feel like college is just a place for opportunities yeah. to learn. Yeah, and if I can add, um, an opportunity for remarkable discovery, self-discovery. Yeah. Um, I suspect that there are a lot of students who, you know, learn more about themselves that they probably didn't realize um, when they first started here at UConn, again, because of the opportunities. Um, and that they take, I hope that they take more than they ever expected when they complete their four years. Yeah, so, so much exploration. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. And speaking of discovery, um, our signature question, um, the title of the podcast, My First Year Story, we're all a first at something, whether you're a first-gen mm -hmm. student mm -hmm. or um, a first to study ASL in your club, um, in your family. What is something you guys are a first at and how has that impacted your story? I am a first gen, um, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yep. yes. um, and that's been important in my life. Um, so that, you know, I hope to share that personal experience with others to support them as well, that they have an awful, awful lot to give um, to share that insight and experience. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> no worries. No <laughs> worries. Interpreting professor at UConn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, you got me stumped on this one. No worries. We can move on to Donna. <laughs> um, so I'm also a first-gen student, uh, and like you were saying, this is the first ASL major in Connecticut, mm. so I will True. be one of the first people to graduate with That's an true. ASL I major. Very cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great comment. Yeah, yeah and that definitely impacts your yeah. story. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, Donna, you had said something about how uh, in class the other night, um, how important it felt to you that you made a difference here at UConn by 
taking the initiative to create the special interest housing. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to you and I'm thinking, whoa, what about the ASL major as well? And so, yeah, it is, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. It, it is um, remarkable to think that we are the first um, yeah. to offer a new yeah. style studies program here. It's one thing that um, always rests like a little heavy on my, is like what will be, because our years here are short. There's yes. only four yeah. of them. Yeah. And if you're going for a master's or a doctorate, it might be a little bit longer. But it's, what is the impact? What's the legacy you're leaving on here? Because yeah. obviously UConn leaves such a huge impact on our lives. Absolutely. So it's only fair for us to give back. So like you said, the special interest housing. Um, I'm only a sophomore and it's just, it's like, what what can I leave? What can I leave the next people with, mm. you know? Um, so that's, and I hope this podcast is one thing that can help yeah. others. Yeah. Um, and now up for our last question, it's not my question, actually, it's your question, um, where we kind of flip the conversation around and let you ask me one. So would anyone care to start? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, after hearing, like, about our program and hearing, you know, kind of our experiences, is there anything, like... I don't know, I guess you took away from it. Yeah, it's it's been weird because before we started um, recording, I mentioned I had a couple of friends in the ASL mm, program. Yeah. So there's always been some level of interest. Mm -hmm. My schedule has not allowed me to take part in those classes yet, but um, it's definitely in the back of my mind because um, of how rich um, deaf culture and stuff is. It's something that is so foreign to me and that has yet to be explored, but hopefully my time here at UConn, I'll be able to, yeah. Mm. Excellent. Well, I do hope that you manage to find the time to squeak in one course. Of course, of course. <laughs> or come on down to yourself. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, well, anyways, thank you both so much for coming on to the podcast. It has been a joy speaking with you guys. Um, and as always, roll skis. My First Year Story podcast is a production of the University of Connecticut's undergraduate student body in collaboration with the Office of First Year Programs, Learning Communities, the Academic Achievement Center, and the Learning Community Innovation Zone. Our co-producers are Casey Jaycox and Hannah Peterson. Our staff advisors are Cody Ryan and Helena DeBald. For more information on our podcast, to meet our entire staff, and to listen to more episodes, visit fyp.uconn.edu backslash mfys. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UConnFYP.